bring me right to this spot. I had to put it in like several times. Lisa Denae Live starts now, only on Stunner Radio, the heart and soul of the culture. Lisa Denae Live starts now, only on Stunner Radio, the heart and soul of the culture. Hey, 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 it's your girl Lisa Denae, and we are here on the second Saturday of May. Can you believe it? I feel like this year is going by so fast. I feel like it was just January. It is going by very, very fast. It's going by so fast. It is the day before Mother's Day, so I want to take this opportunity to say Happy Mother's Day to all mothers. I used to say all women because I really feel like every woman has that mother in them, whether they're a mother or not. But the older I got and the more I went through struggles as a mother, I was like, nah, y'all can have y'all day another day. <laughs> it's a mother being a no kid. Sorry. I recognize you in some kind of way, but it's different. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> when you actually listen, when you actually brought humans from your body oh into gosh. this world. Oh and then you have to raise them and nurture them and groom them and just... And it doesn't end? It never ends. <laughs> yes. oh. It never ends. They don't even live there, but mama, exactly. mama. <laughs> mothers, one thing I can say about motherhood before we get into the show and announce uh, and uh, introduce our guests, it will swallow you up. I said this on the last show. If you're not careful, it will swallow yeah. you up whole. And you won't even know who you are. By the time your children are grown, you'll be like... Oh, I need somebody else to mother. You know, because that's all you know is being a mom. You it will swallow you up whole. So I just want to say shout out to all the moms out there. It's a thankless job sometimes. It is a very hard job. And sometimes we don't get no training. Who tells you no. what no. to do to be a mom? But you know what? You don't you, you, there's nothing that you can do until yeah. until you're actually until a you mom. actually do it. Yeah. So in addition to saying shout out to all the moms, I'm going to say shout out to all the first in the family, like the firstborn, because you didn't experiment. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we do our best trying to get it right with you, but we didn't know. You no, know, we first know. Started, a lot of us, though, had nieces and nephews we had to kind of help raise. So I was, I was I was very experienced when I had my first child. But it's still, it's still different. It's um, different because it's yours. Yes. Yeah, but. Yeah. My nieces and nephews, but my daughter is definitely um, my case study. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely want to say a shout out to Lily. And, you know, she doesn't take it against me. She doesn't, you know, or anything. She is like, you're still a good mom. I wouldn't want another mom. Oh. Well, my oldest always got something to say. <laughs> always got something to say about you didn't do this when I was a kid, or you didn't do because my oldest and youngest is ten years apart. Oh. So I'm a whole different person right. than I was when I was his mother at his age. Yeah. Like my my baby now that's eleven. I'm a diff- like when I say night and day, I'm night and day. So my son was like, yeah, I don't remember you ever talking in that calm voice. Where does voice come? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just, I've matured. I'm a different person. I'm 49 with an 11 year old. So I'm totally different. And it's it's just a different experience. But he says, oh, mom, just think about when you say something to Zeke, think about how you used to talk to me. And I really do feel guilty. Because yeah. I was always business, 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 get that up, pick that up, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. But now with Zeke, I'm like, um, honey, can you, would you please <laughs> get your, and my son be like, mm-hmm. really? Really? Yeah, he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, she does do that. I I do that. So she's so like, bad. And then he heard you. What? Yeah. Y'all both have to. 
I have two girls and I have a son in the middle of them. Okay. So. Yeah, I have three boys and I have a son in the middle that just he don't carry the weight. He's like, I don't care as long as I get my beef ups and I can play Xbox. Do what you will. <laughs> you know, do what you will. I don't care. But I want to introduce um, our very, very special guest, Miss Sharon McDougal. Yeah. I'm so happy to have you on the show. I'm so glad I finally made it. <laughs> I mean, I have, I met you so many years ago. I feel like it's been like a, a big a hat, long time. You had a big hat brunch. Oh, yeah, so much fun. We need to do I that. Had, uh, I, I knew I saw you, but at first yeah. I thought I was mistaking you for tequila. She was no, all the yeah. favorite, y'all favorite. Mm -hmm. And I was like, maybe that was who I thought it and they both have such happy spirits. <laughs> you know, you cannot be around them without smiling. You just can't. Yes. If you're down at a dumb school around them, oh, you yeah. don't be down long. That's right, girl. <laughs> oh, I like it. Toys. I love it. Yes. Oh, I love it. But one thing I, I really want to get into, when we're going to take a quick break before we get into the interview, but I want to talk about everything that you're known for, being a modern-day hidden figure. I just think it's amazing that we know people that we didn't even know were so great. Right. You know, and, and for whatever reason, she don't toot her own horn. That I know of. Well, I people, never people say, say, why you never seen it? I was going to walk up and say, hey, I used to sit with the astronauts. So you can read it on my, you know, I might have it on a t-shirt. I definitely saw it. I So I'm going to need you to know. Yeah, I think I think that's how we go through life because we just do it. We don't realize yeah. how amazing it is. Exactly. But um for for regular people, it, it, it's amazing. Um Selena, second degree black belt. She says hi Sharon. <gasps> hi Selena. Hey Selena. Hey, Selena. She's hi, so yeah. sweet. That's one of my Facebook friends. Oh hey girl. <laughs> Thank you so much, Selena, for tuning in. Um, so we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our special guest. You guys don't know where we'll be right back. If you're looking for healthy meal prep, family-style meals, or catering for your next event, look no further than the East Traveling Square Kitchen with Chef Square, Alan Phillips, specializing in soul food, family-style dining, and Southern flavor. Chef Square can adhere to dietary needs like keto and bariatric meal prep without compromising on taste. Take advantage of weekly meal plans like the starter pack five meals for $75 with three entree choices additional meal plans and contact free delivery is available contact chef square of the east traveling square kitchen today at 832-495-8836 and tell them stunner radio sent you all right we are back once again thank you so much for tuning in with us today on lucid in live we have a very special guest with us today tell us a little bit about yourself who you are what you do and you know it's so amazing the things that you do and have done so give us a little more information on that okay sharon mcdougall again and i'm from moss point mississippi let's get that out there come on mississippi all mississippi people all right <laughs> So I'm from a family of 12. Wow. And yeah, so I got a lot of that, what you mentioned earlier, when it got to me, I was number nine. Oh, I'm like, wow. how's she getting it so easy? <laughs> right. Oh, wow. So, well, I am a former aerospace physiology specialist from the Air Force, which is where I got all my training to work with the space program at um, Boeing Aerospace, and then it became United Space Alliance. So we were the largest contractor for NASA, taking care of all the space shuttle wow. side of the house. I worked in the crew escape equipment department, which were the where the orange suits, the launch entry suits that the astronauts wear. 
to fly on the space shuttle, that's that department. I started off at the very bottom as a C-Tech, even though I had almost seven and a half years experience. Wow. But I did work my way up to become manager. I was the first black person, period, in that department. Wow. One Only one of two women when I first got there. Then I made it up from technician to crew chief within a few years. And then from there, I became the manager of the department my last eight years there. Because the space shuttle retired in 2011. And wow. I achieved all this without a college degree. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just want to make sure. That is yes. amazing because that is a big deal. Yes. Everything you said is a big deal. Thank you. Um, because first of all, being the only black person anywhere is huge. We all know. Yeah. We've all been there in one way, shape, or form. Being the only exactly. black person somewhere is has its own challenges, mm -hmm. you know. And then being the first woman to do something has another set of challenges. Mm -hmm. And then and don't be a little cute either. Oh, oh no, definitely don't be cute. Because <laughs> <No. laughs> that's a whole other set of challenges. Yeah. She only got it because when she looked good. That's only this. I was like, no. yeah. Right. I'm sure. And then not only that, it's like. People think you only got where you are because you look good. And then they also feel like you're not as smart because you look good. Right. It's ridiculous. It's like, right. how, what does that have anything to do with my intelligence? Mm -hmm. But then the other thing you said that's a big deal, you did that without a college degree. So many people are in mountains of debt yes. because of college degrees that did not get them anywhere that they wanted to be. So I think that's a wonderful message that you put out there. Your sheer determination, mm -hmm. your will, and it had to be some tenacity. Oh, yes, right. yes ma'am. Work at this yes. big time. Had to. I preach that. And that's why I was so mad I was late today. Oh. <laughs> okay, we got it on time. <laughs> we started on time, that's all that matters. So let me ask you, um, what do you think was the biggest challenge? Because I'm sure there was a couple of days where you was like, you know what? I'm done. At work, no challenges, to be honest. Only challenge was, was top when I topped out and I couldn't get promoted or any more raises and I had to move up a level. And okay. didn't know if I was going to be able to be promoted because of the whole degree situation, especially in a management position. But it worked out to my favor because I had been there bleeding orange, doing that job. Before I even got the position, I was doing the job. Wow. So they noticed it. Yes. And so I was pretty much treated fairly, even in the Air Force, because once you, well, in my case, once I proved myself and they saw how sharp I was and I was a go-getter, they didn't have to babysit me. She knows what she's doing and it's sticking. She's actually retaining it, you yes. know, and it was just took off. And, I, and you know, in my personality, when I walked in there, I walked in there like I owned it anyway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, okay, go ahead. Yes. Go. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you come yes. in there and you present yourself like I'm not a dummy. I'm ready. What? What y'all gonna train me? What? What we doing? And right. station, in the military, they show you. Then you you got it. They don't sit there and babysit you. They'll train you. You got your procedure to follow. And then you know you follow procedures, but you, after a while, it's just here. Yeah. So you're not looking at a procedure as. But except for the space program, everything was like step, 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 step. Yeah, I can. Which I had a lot of growing pains coming from the Air Force to that uh, culture, because they write every little word, and you got to go step by step by step. And I'm like, you should just doing it. Mm -hmm. Do it, do it, do it. If it's broke, fix it. Yeah. I come here, you got engineers, quality inspectors, blah, blah, blah. A five-minute job would take like three days by the time they write it to death and just take wow. forever. Right. And I'm like, I know what to do. I know what to do. Can I just fix it? <laughs> oh, wow. So it was a big change. And that's what made me stand out, too, because I was working circles around these other folks. Mm -hmm. That Some of them were civilians that came into the program. Some were from the same base where I was from doing the same job. Wow. So I was fortunate that the job that I did in the Air Force trained me to do this job. 
So the pilots of the SR-71 and the U-2 reconnaissance aircraft, they wore the, the suits. Okay. So they had the suits. NASA got the suits from the Air Force. Wow. Okay. A lot of folks think because it's NASA, they had it. No. Right. No, it came from, they got the suits, pressure suits. Because you notice on the very first of uh, the Challenger accident, they just had on like blue jumpsuits. Mm -hmm. They weren't wearing pressure suits. Okay. So after they had uh, the accidents, they said, well, maybe we need to look at some other safety measures. Not that the suit would protect them if it exploded, of course. Right. But it's another measure of safety if they needed to bail out. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Oh, so <laughs> what do you feel like, we know your work ethic and mm -hmm. we know your, your personality. What do you feel like set you apart? Because you said other people were working there from your base, mm -hmm. but you ran circles around them. So yes. what do you feel like is the main thing that set you apart? I hate to say it, but it's true. Even though I didn't like all of the chores I had to do as a child <laughs> by myself, pretty much. Uh, I think that did help set me up for that because I had to be in charge at such a young age yeah, over a yeah. lot of kids younger than me and kind of in charge of the household. Yeah. I mean, I had to make sure everything was, you know, folded, washed and hung, ironed, cooking, getting everybody's hair combed. I mean, I had to do all of this at a very young age. So that made me a leader, I think, at a very young age. And it just stuck because yeah. that was my normal. That was just normal for me to do it. You know, I didn't have nobody had to say, you know, you need to do this or that. It was just a normal. It was within me. And you already established self-discipline. Exactly. So nobody had to be babysitting you, exactly. as you said. Nobody exactly. had to come over you and make sure you were doing it because you yeah. had already established at a young age. Exactly. I need to discipline myself in order to get these things done. That's right. That's big. And, yeah. and, you know, it's timely for Mother's Day because I feel like sometimes as mothers, we want to give our kids the easier than mm -hmm. what we had. Mm -hmm. But then we're taking away right. some of the good skills that we learned that yeah. come only through struggle. Especially you know, nowadays, because yeah. we don't let our kids struggle for nothing. Right. These kids they act so like entitled. they're about to drop something with their kitchen. Yes. Say, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm guilty of that. I, I am too. so guilty of that. I'm guilty. Because, you know, people ask me, where do we get work, your work ethic? It's the same thing. I mm -hmm. worked for my dad since I was able to walk. You know, even as a baby, pick that up. Put this on the shelf, you know, put yeah. this. And so I always want, then they're not, then what? Exactly. I think that it's not for both of you. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think that it's just that. I think that you have to have that that extra push inside of you. Because mm -hmm. some people that were subjected to the same thing, um, they ended up just growing up and being lazy and just not, oh, well, yeah. I don't have to do that anymore, so I'm not. You know, and I think that you ladies just have that extra yeah. inside of you to push, 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 and always, you know, struggle for higher. Yeah. Some people, you have to set a bar for them. You set the bar for yeah. you ladies. Set the bar set the bar. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to agree with that only because you have people that have grown up in the same household. So yes. it's different. Yes. And, you know, and have like, the same duties. Yes. Like, we all struggle. But then they get older and be like, I'm done struggling. Yeah. I ain't doing nothing else. Exactly. I'm going to get this good Somebody job. Me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get this good job standing for 50 years or I'm going to get a sugar daddy or yeah. you know, I think you're right. I think you make decisions early in life. You decide, I am going to do this, and I'm mm -hmm. not going to let anything stop me. Exactly. And I'm not going to, uh, I think the way you go through something determines your outcome major. Yes. So people who go through struggle with bitterness right. often come out like, I'm not struggling anymore. No right. So I'm not, you know, because I think for me, I always looked at my upbringing and was like, I, I got to be like my dad. I got to be an entrepreneur. I don't think I can ever work for anybody because of watching him. Yeah. But then my son, my siblings had different. I don't ever want to own my own business. I, it's too much work. I just want to get a job. So I think it's those decisions that you make 
early yeah. in life that really make yeah, it because I didn't have any anybody in the household to like look to as far as because my sister I lived with my sister from the age of seven I lost both my parents at a very young age oh wow and so that's why I brought up bringing up my nieces and nephews I was seven and they were all younger than me so I had to grow up like overnight yeah. from being a family of 12 and it's like I never had to do any chores or anything and then my mom lost my mom because my dad died when I was four so I never oh, knew him wow. and so and that's why I don't like when people try to use that as, as an excuse for not doing something. Right. I didn't have my mom or dad. Right. No excuse. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> I, I didn't even know that when I said that. Like, yeah. it's a decision. And that's what you actually mm -hmm. made. You made a decision. As a young person, I'm not going to allow this to stop me or right. I'm not going to hold the bitterness of this. Mm -hmm. Because you're right. People who lose their parents at that young age, some people don't make it. Yeah. Like, they're strung yeah. out on drugs or they're you know, bad parents. It's a, I it's say a that cycle. I could easily been a statistic. I always yes. say that when I do little talks, you know, and I always tell kids that even though you see an adult doing something wrong, doesn't mean it's okay. You know, within you, even at seven, I knew tasting alcohol was wrong. Right. You know, you, you know, you know, even if you're a kid. Yes. So don't do it just because an adult is doing it or make a decision just because an adult made it. Right. You know, you know what's right and wrong. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. And it's so, it's so um, funny because you don't know a person's story. You just don't know. Yeah, you know. look at people from the outside and you just assume, oh, she's had this wonderful life because mm. she's done all this stuff. <laughs> and you really don't know. Yes. That's why I really love sitting down with people, getting yeah. to know them, because that is a really hard thing to go through mm -hmm. at a very young age. Yeah. And people always say, why are you so, you always so happy at trip? I would have never thought. I'm like, you don't drag that throughout your life. You, you choose to be happy. Yes. Exactly. You it choose to be happy. Yeah. And it feels so much better. No, yeah, most definitely. I mean, it's hard to be miserable. It's heavy. It's, yeah, it is. It's just so easier to just be happy. So let me ask you this. Let me get off of the, uh, the, uh, the, the career for just a moment okay. and talk personally. Hey, Onyx. She says, hello, Stunner Radio and guests. Hey, honey, Thanks for tuning in. Because you hit on something that I, I really uh, struggle with a lot sometimes in my own personal life. So hopefully someone else has this and you can help them out. For me, being a happy person has always kind of made me a target. People didn't like me. People don't like happy people. Because yeah. I was like, what you so happy for? Why are you always dancing around and singing? Why are you always, why don't you go somewhere? And so I, I, especially since I moved to Houston, I toned it all the way down, and then I started realizing that sadness was creeping in, and I would mm. feel a little bit of depressed sometimes. And I'm like, "What happened to me?" Because I start suppressing my happiness to make mm. other feel, people feel comfortable. So, how do you feel about that? Has have you ever been tempted to do that? I have, because I guess just where I come from, everybody everybody speak to everybody, mm -hmm. whether you know them or not. Yes. And when I joined the military, and you know I'm around all these different people because I had never been anywhere, you know, in a small town. And I noticed, you know, people look at you like, why are you speaking to me? You don't know me. Right. And so I started doing like you. I started getting hard. That, that shell came on. I'm like, you yeah. know what? I ain't speaking to nobody else. Yes. And then I had to shake that off. I was like, I can't let these people change me. Right. <laughs> so I started right. speaking to everybody again. I was like, if they speak or not, oh, well. So that was that instance. And then it, it started again when I came out here. And the women, some kind of way, I don't know what was going on. The Houston, The Houston women. I'm just like, hey, you know, Club Oasis, it's not too far from here, right? Yeah, I'll be like, hey, I'll be in the club. It's like, I'm in the country, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying hey to everybody like I work there. I do know. Right? I know exactly in the bathroom, you, you compliment them, and they're like, 
was a traditional way of getting a job that I did. You know, joining the military, most people do it right out of high school from small towns. That's mm-hmm. normal. But the job that I got, my actual job was working with the altitude chambers and the dive chambers. Oh, so the okay. chambers that the crew members train in to take them to altitude to let them feel the effects of hypoxia. If right. they don't have the okay. That, that, that was my real AFSC is what, the, what they call your job. And by going to Bill Air Force Base, I had the second assignment, a second duty of working with the pressure suits and the aircraft, which oh, was the wow. fun part. I'm so glad those planes were there. I thought the chambers were so boring. Oh my God. They were so boring. Just sitting there, you know. So it's like you're driving, like you're driving and taking it to altitude or you're inside with the uh, students, the pilots. So working with the planes, you know, you got to suit these guys up and you go load the aircraft with the sea kit and the parachute. You come back and you suit them up, you mm. test them. And you know you were, and this is every day in the air force. Wow. Whereas with the spatial, it just went every now and then. Uh-huh. But they flew every day, and I loved it. We traveled every two months. I was somewhere. I was stationed in California, which was already nice. Yeah. And so I'd be two months California, two months in Greece, two months California, two months in Korea. You know, just back and forth supporting the aircraft and the missions. And I like oh, I said, wow. seven. Yeah, it was so much. Eighteen to I was twenty six. Girl, wow. <laughs> that is. That's the life. That is the life. And then on temporary duty in other countries, we work like two, three days a week. The plane don't fly every day overseas. Right. So it's like you're on a mini vacation. I just had so much fun. Wow. So much fun. The best job. And so after I decided to go ahead and get out, because I was going to, I was 
been going doing 20 years. I was GI Jane girl. I love the military. And things started to change in my unit a little bit. It's kind of turned into a retirement home and I didn't like how things were going. So I was like, well, when the early outcome up, I'm going to take it. Uh-huh. And I did. The struggle. That's when the struggle started. All my adult life, all I've done is work with pressure suits. Uh, <laughs> so I get out of the military. I don't have my car paid off, thank goodness. But girl, I'll sleep on my friend's futon, Lisa. Thank you for that futon, girl. I'll sleep on her futon. They said, this went on for six months. I was, nobody would hire you full time. I had no benefits now because, you know, in the military, you stayed on base and their housing and, you know, you had to pay for nothing. No light bills, cable bill, all that, nothing. And so I couldn't get a full-time job. So I had three part-time jobs. Wow. I worked in Office Depot, stock, stocking the shelves. And then at night, I cleaned the office building that was close to the apartment, so I wouldn't have to go too far. And then the other one was in a warehouse putting price tags on clothes. Oh, wow. So I did all three of these. So I had no time to don't even think about painting your fingernails. Right, or, right. I get a nap, and then I'm back to one of those three jobs. I yeah. had no life, no life. And wow. I was so I almost went back in the service. I was so depressed. I was like, this is ridiculous. I was like, don't they know how awesome I am? <laughs> Why is nobody not hiring me? <laughs> so, how did, so what happened to get you from that transition? Ray being Lobos, one of my friends that was in the Air Force with me, and I call him Lobos, so if I say Lobo, that's what I'm talking about. He was already out here in Houston. Mm-hmm. He calls. I don't know how he found me. I always say this because it was before so Google and Facebook. Yeah. He found me and called my friend's apartment. I guess you remember Lisa, she and I were roommates in the military and she had already, she was out before me and he called and he said, Sharon, they have an immediate opening doing the same job we're doing in the Air Force. Wow. God. Wow. I was like, what? And he's like, and at first I was like, why are you telling me? Because <laughs> I'm not even thinking, I'm so tired from these three jobs. Yes. And he was like, call his number and talk to him. I already told him about you. And I called girl. It wasn't even an interview. It was like a courtesy call. Oh, yeah. like, Cause he already pretty much told them, you know. And they said, "Come down whenever you're ready, Miss Cables." I was like, "Wow, that easy." Then come down for a person-person interview. No second interview. Just come down when you're ready. Wow. Girl, I threw my clothes in that car. Y'all see, I from California to Texas. Wow. Yes. That is a long drive. I drove it, girl, and That's I got like three it. days. It right? was forever. Yes, <laughs> by myself. Yes, I was like, oh god, singing along with the radio. I got it though. Wow, you know what? singing along with the radio will get you there. It will definitely get you there. And that that's is, how I got started. That's a wonderful story so because it's thank like, you to my friend Lobo for calling me. Yes. And the other thing, if. So this is where it comes in, where, you know, your interactions with people at work and stuff. So if you would have thought I was sharp and knew my stuff, you know, you're not going to put your stamp on nobody and bring them to your right. job when you're right. already working. Right. Oh, no. Right. So he thought that I was a great worker. He knew my work ethic. He knew I was sharp knew my stuff. So he called me. He could have called anybody else from yes. our unit. He could have called anybody else that was already out. He called me. Thank God. Yes. Because if not, I wouldn't have been able to do this, have this amazing job for 22 years. Yeah, but you were worthy of it. Obviously. You were worthy of it because 
he saw. He yeah, already exactly. saw your worthiness. And that, yes. it's so crazy because, it, like you said, it was at a time when you were thinking, they don't know who I am. They don't know my worth. They don't know <laughs> yeah, they don't but then somebody all the way in Texas did yes. their worth. My prayer put your name out there. like mm. that. And that's what we also want. Yes. You Absolutely. know that we are so known by our quality of work in our character. Mm-hmm. Your character that somebody all the way somewhere else is mentioning you yes. for opportunity. Yes. That is a huge testament to, yeah. to you because, Absolutely. like you said, when somebody else worked there, they're not trying to put their job on yeah. my order reputation. Exactly. Because <laughs> have you ever referred somebody for a job? Because I have. I don't put my name on it. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Because the employer will come to you and say, um, this yeah. person... <laughs> Uh, you can walk out. They're gonna start looking at you some kind of way. Not like, <laughs> yes, is she yes. Doing the same thing. Like, goddamn, we ain't looking. Right. <laughs> so that's big. That is mm-hmm. amazing. So I want you to say the title of your job again because mm-hmm. I heard it, but I didn't really understand it. Okay, in the Air Force, I was an aerospace physiology specialist. Okay. A suit tech, pretty much, but okay. it was that because of the chamber side of the house, which mm-hmm. was like the medical side of it. But we did have to do, uh, you know, take the uh, vitals of the crew members before we suited them up, make sure everything was good, you know, okay. their blood pressure and all that stuff. And then they go put their diaper, that's not their diaper, <laughs> the diapers, the, the astronauts go put their underwear on and they had what was called a urinary collection device. It looked like a huge condom. So they'd come out with their underwear on and this thing. <laughs> oh, I bet that was a sight to see. Wow. <laughs> and so, yeah, we get real close and personal with them. So when you suit them up, they slip slide on the floor. <laughs> And then I put one leg in at a time, and then they stand up and they pop their head, they put their arms in, and they oh, pop their wow. head. And a zipper comes from all the way at the back of, the, of their neck, all the way around to their crotch. Wow. So, but before I zip it, I have to put my hands all inside and straighten like the bladder, the material out because it's all bulky. It's kind of like when you put a sock on and it's kind of bunched up. Right. It kind of feel like that until we put our hands all in the suit and straighten it out and stuff. <laughs> Now these are oh, the, oh, these yeah. are the, the, the pilots at yes. the Air Force. Yes. Okay, so what the about the astronauts? Same same, the suit. same suit. Same suit. That's why you did yeah. say that. Same suit. So what is the urination collection device like for females? Or did they you have know, one? We had one woman fly before I left. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. Did they have a device for her or did they uh-uh. have to Make something. I don't. Remember, I don't recall her having anything special because she wow. was the first one. She may. Have, they may. Have, she may have had a diaper or just held it. Oh, wow! Now the SR seventy one flight should be like a two, to about two hours. But the U two would fly for like eight or nine hours. So you had to have it. So it would hook up, and then a hose would go to the aircraft, and then it would just go out. Oh. So sometimes you might feel something. You might think it's rain. It might be some crew member pee. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh Lord! I don't know. How to- that doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> I want to read this, this comment from Onyx because yes. she says, Baby, when you oh, are right especially there. beautiful on the inside and treat people with love, it's going to come back full Aww. circle. Thank it may you. take time, however, you will definitely prevail. I am proud Girl. of you. Amen. Thank you so Amen. much. Oh, wow. That's, that's exactly true. That's exactly what I was thinking. The people that say that you're annoying because you're happy in your spirit is. That you're that you're happy, your spirit yes. that will give you your blessings. That is what will okay. bring everything to you. But yes. also, you might have that half that 
Say with the Lord, but you had other had to say, I like her, I love her spirit, I love her. Exactly. She's a, you know, yes. so thank goodness, thank goodness, Lobo was one of the people that liked, <laughs> right? Right, <laughs> well, you know, there would have been somebody else too, yeah, because like she said, it always comes back full circle because that's the reason why you're here. I really feel like people like you, the reason why you're here on earth is to bring that into people's lives, absolutely, because it's not enough of that, it's just yeah. not enough, it's not enough. you know, that's why you anyway. have. Yeah, yeah, yes. it's not enough. So I think it's so interesting uh, the job that you had, yeah, it like, really was cool. the inside um, information that you know, the mm -hmm. knowledge about suiting up astronauts and stuff. So did, did do you feel like you've gotten the recognition from NASA that you deserve? Not from NASA, no. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. Um, I assumed everybody just knew uh -huh. who I was uh -huh. because I was in pictures with Dr. Jemison. Which is the most famous astronaut, of course, that I suited up. Yes. And let me tell you about that, how the steps were already in order for me. I got there in 1990. She was assigned in 1991. Oh, oh wow. So if I would have got the job two years later, I would have been suiting her up and oh, making history with her. Wow. She got assigned in 91. I'm brand new, girl. They write that. My supervisor comes out when they assign the astronaut crews and writes all the names on the board, right? And we're standing there like waiting. And he wrote, I had already heard the first sister was getting ready to go in space. So yes. I was waiting. I was waiting. And I was like, I'm the only one here, too. Y'all already know who's suiting her up. But I couldn't, you know, I only been there a year. And he writes it up there. And I take the mark and I write my name right by her name. And like, what? Somebody, somebody got something to say? Y'all oh, no, know. Y'all know who's suiting her up. Been there a year. Like, wow. wow. You know me. <laughs> But you did. I did. I did so, it, girl. And so that's what I'm saying. How things happened in order like that. For I, love find it. Me, I, love I got it. there just in time for her to get assigned and be able to suit her up and be there to take care of her and make sure everything was perfect for her. And that's all I was thinking oh, about. Wow. But it's like I was invisible. I say this on a lot of interviews. It's like I was invisible in all the pictures with me because nobody ever asked who is that. black girl. <laughs> right. But I still thought everybody knew. I didn't think I was a hidden figure. Because uh -huh. I wasn't hidden. Right. And then we're down here in Houston. It's the Space City. Everybody knows what I do. No. Wow. A lot, a lot of people, people do not pay attention to that. Uh, well, well, even well, well, even people that do pay attention, it, it's. I feel like we don't get this pushed in our face mm -hmm. as much as we get the other things. Yeah. Uh, regarding NASA pushed yeah. on us mm -hmm. and we need this we yeah. need to know um, I remember um, and, and I always wanted to ask this question to somebody mm -hmm. is May her real name or is it short May for Carol Jemison M-A-E okay. Yep. Okay. I always wondered if it was short for mm -hmm. something and okay uh -huh. that's and uh, the reason I decided to tell my story called when Hidden Figures came out Yeah, I thought that was a fictional movie when it first came out really I didn't know it was real Really? Wait, wait. I'm not, I'm wait, not wait. Mad. You work there? Don't don't stop. Oh, oh. I'm so mad, girl. I'm like, these women are real. This really happened, and we, 22 years out there, didn't know nothing about none of them. Oh, that's no not good. plaques, no nothing. Oh it's God. like they didn't exist. Like they were invisible too. Until that movie wow. came out. So what has NASA done to rectify it since oh, the movie came out? Buildings and streets and everything named after them now. Oh wow. Yeah. So I started thinking. I'm like, you know what? If those women would have been around to inspire so, could they could inspire so many young sisters yes. to go into STEM fields. Yeah, they would have seen them. I mean, that was before that was a little baby when that when that happened. Yeah, and I'm like, well, maybe I should tell my story because maybe people don't know. After Absolutely. I saw that, Absolutely. And so I reached out to my hometown newspaper, uh, Tyler Carter. Hey, Tyler, because um, I wanted to find 
a black person to to, to tell to the story, story. right? Because they would have had more pride in it and, and shared it. But I think they, I just think they would have done a better job. Yeah. So that's why I reached. I looked specifically for a black journalist, and I reached out to him and Janelle Ford. She used to be here on Channel Eleven, but she was uh, in Mississippi in Mississippi at the time. So I reached out to both of them. I said, well, hopefully one of them answer. I emailed them. And they both replied. Wow. And that's what kind of got it rolling. And he said, okay, I'll, I'll do an article. I thought it was going to be an article in the paper. Girl, they put it on the front page. I was so proud. Yes. Oh, my <laughs> So all the different internets, and you know we have the social media now. So that's major in spreading stories. Yeah, so that's how I got going. Yeah. Oh wow, that is amazing. I, I just and so I is there believe. a book or a movie or anything in the works for you? Uh, I have a children's book. Hopefully, the illustrations will be done. <laughs> Okay. It's been a year. I done, I've been through three illustrators. Oh, I know the show. So, yeah, it's been written. So a children's book suit up for launch with Shay. And then I'm a part of a um, Courageous Women Rock, Fearless Women Rock, Volume 3. Okay. I'll be writing a chapter. I'll have a chapter in that book. It's like about 12 women, I think, uh -huh. are submitting chapters to tell about their story. Okay. So I'll that talk about my great. childhood. Yeah. That's it's coming great. out in October. Okay. Oh, we got a happy birthday. But also, when your book, like, that's all you comes out. I, I know I you're going to do, do one. I got to. You I have to, to do yeah, one. Because one thing that I, I don't like, a trend that we see mm -hmm. um, in our modern culture, when it, in terms of black women, mm -hmm. you don't see a beautiful black woman being portrayed as a smart person. So I just said that yesterday. I mean, it's just true. <laughs> you know, if, if a black woman is beautiful, she's portrayed as some type of sex object, yeah. or she's portrayed as a hellcat. Mm -hmm. The only thing she's good for is the bedroom and fighting. Yeah. Right? You know, there's no portrayals of beauty yeah. and brains when it comes to black women Girl. and we need to change that because our young ladies are looking at this yeah and they're feeling like if i'm pretty then i'm supposed to be me mm -mm. if i'm pretty then i'm supposed to be dumb mm -mm. and that is not the case at all no shame on other uh -uh. people i'm just speaking out for my people <laughs> Hello, <thank you. laughs> i'm speaking out for my people i mean seriously i hear you, I hear you. you know it, it is different when you when you come wrapped in a certain package. It is. People don't really even understand that. You have a whole different set of struggles. Mm -hmm. So I really, I, I hope that, you know, you come out with a book, yeah. a movie. I'm definitely going to support it. I hope whole, the whole, you know, state of Texas support oh, it. Yes. Because it's, it's amazing what you have achieved. You. What you have achieved is amazing in the way that you... You know, just act like a regular person. It's also amazing <laughs> to me. Yes. It's very amazing to me. I as well. Well. I'm regular. I'm still sharing. Don't but it's not regular. <laughs> it is not. You're not regular. You are. You are exceptional. I mean, and that's real. You're exceptional. And I think if we don't show exceptional people, then other people won't know how to be exceptional. Because I know for a fact, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, Lisa, but I know for a fact that growing up in school, I was always the smartest one in my class, made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I felt like I'm not supposed to be. You are. Maybe you I should come down. Right. Yeah, that yeah. Part too. Yeah. Right. Maybe I should pull down a little bit. Maybe I should try to be. But I started looking at, because mm -hmm. my dad told me this, I started looking at exceptional people and I wouldn't look at my class no more. I won't compare myself to my class no more. Yeah. I started comparing myself to exceptional people because I knew that I was exceptional. And I, I think that it's important to put people in the eyes yeah. of young people. You gotta right? see it to be it, right? Especially beautiful. I mean, I hate to keep harping on that. 
You know, I hate, <laughs> I hate to keep harping on that, but no, let's I'm not act like our culture is no, not I'm based saying. around looks. Because yes. it is. Yes. Our culture is very physically, you know, it's all about the physical. And unfortunately, you leave out this part. Mm-hmm. Right. So everybody's striving to be beautiful, but you, you like can't you be said, they, they judged the book by its cover. Oh, she's cute. She probably dumb as a rock. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. And yes. I don't want I don't want cute girls to feel pressure to be out. Mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. them to understand you can be smart, you can be beautiful, you can be an overachiever. Mm-hmm. All that. All that. Thank you. Absolutely. Prime examples. Yes. <laughs> and still be humble. Yes. But you know what? Also, I have to say this because this has been on my heart for a long time. It's okay to toot your own horn. Yes. It is okay because see, yes. had I known who I was in the presence of all this time, <laughs> I would have been asking for more information. Like I, I, I this is so interesting to me. Um, but who didn't even know on the the you know what's going on with the situation is what he been on. If somebody was to ask, hey, did you used to work at NASA? Then I would, you know, I'm, I'm not just like I said, I'm not just going around saying, hey, guess what I used to do? I used to work at NASA. I used to sit up the astronauts. I mean, it but why not? not? But it's it's like it does like it's a normal conversation. If somebody if it comes up some kind of weird conversation, I get it. It's you know, little, it's a little different. Yeah, it's a little different. Um, but I do, I definitely do think it's okay for you to toot your own horn. Oh, yes. I do Don't y'all get it twisted. She toots. <laughs> she toots now. She toots that horn. Believe me. I just think it's amazing. I just think you know it, you have made such a great contribution to the country, Thank and you. it's unfortunate that we have to fight harder to get our people recognized. But but I want to encourage everybody, you know. If you know Sharon, even if you don't know her, follow her on social media. Do everything that you can to to recognize her, get her recognized. I was listening to this song the other day that um, I forget who it's by, but it says, give me my flowers now while I'm living. And I agree with that. Don't give me all these accolades while I'm gone. You know, let's do this while we are here. Mm -hmm. You know, let's recognize her. I think it's just amazing. Yeah, time for me to say one more thing. Mm -hmm. I want to let you know, you, you mentioned had NASA recognized me. No, they haven't. But let me tell you about this young lady, Natasha Lee from Detroit. She had a, an event here in Houston. And I met her there. And when she got back, she was watching some footage. And she learned that I was a hidden figure. This young lady don't know me from nobody. She brought me out to Detroit. Honored me in Detroit City. Like I was from there. Wow. They had this big a symposium, all these amazing women there, a lot of school children, because I thought I was going, she surprised me, I thought I was going to just talk to some school kids about what I used to do. And they had this whole, it was called Make Your Mark Symposium, honoring Hidden Thicker Sharon McDougal. Girl, I call. Oh. Wow. They don't even know me. Never lived there. Girl. <laughs> I was. She got makeup, always come do my makeup. I mean, she treated me like a queen. I was like a celebrity. She made me feel so wonderful. And so she did this. She don't know me. This was a black woman. She just wanted to uplift another black woman. When she found out what I did, she thought that was so amazing. The Detroit uh, Black Caucus Foundation presented me with a plaque. Um, It was another group. Besides, and that girl is her company, that girl, being that girl. And so she goes around and she surprises people with awards. But she brought me out to their city like I was from there. So this is an award they get to celebrities in the city. And girl, I was so through. I was just like. They had this big banner on the stage, like seven feet tall of me. Oh, yes. 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 I was like, I was in oh, shock wow. like the whole time. Oh, that <laughs> is wow. amazing. I was like, this lady, she don't even know me. Just a sister 
Well, honor and other sisters. And that's how it should be. That's what Always we should shocked. do. Absolutely. Because we, we need more of that. We need so amazing. much more of that because, again, you are worthy of that. You are worthy of that. It. And, you know, I feel like it's okay for us to <laughs> to do that. You know, it's okay yeah. for us to recognize yeah. Yeah. <laughs> each other. Exactly. And, you know, as black people. It's not a competition all the time. You know? Yeah. I think, I think it's also okay as black people, we feel ownership. You know, yes. somebody else. Yes. Yes. You'd be like, oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, right? Yes. You know, this should represent us. You know, you represent us. Where they can follow you and how they can support everything that you have going on, especially the book that's coming yes. out soon. Uh, the book is a children's book, Suit Up for Launch with Shay, and it has its own Facebook page with the same name. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's so cute. <laughs> and so it's telling uh, kids all about the suit. The little girl wants to play dress up and she decides she wants to dress up as an astronaut. And so her mom, which is me, tells her all about the suit parts and pieces and everything, you know, so she'll Ooh, be educated nice. on that. And the other book is I'm going to be a part of a I'll be a chapter in the book, The Courageous Women, Fearless Women Rock, chapter, volume three. And it'll be on Amazon, but buy it through me when it comes <laughs> I know, that's right. Contact me to the source. Yes. <laughs> and then my Facebook page is Sharon uh, McDougal, Modern Day Hidden Figure. And on Instagram, I'm at The Real Shay Mac. Yes, so The Real Shay touch. Mac. And I do uh, pay speaking engagements too. Anybody interested? Contact me. Yes, book her whatever <laughs> city or state. Or country you are listening from and you would like to book her, reach out to her social media. Yes, please. Um, let me read some of these comments. Uh, the Hope Coach, she says, love this, flowers while you can smell them. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Onyx says, come on, queen. Mm -hmm. It's definitely okay to toot your own horn. It's in the deliverance. Right. Yes. I agree with that. That's true. It's how That's you right, do it. Yeah. Stay humble and true to yourself. Trust me, people will need to put them shades on due to your glow. Okay. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And she says, keep your stunner shades on. Yes, I love this. Oh, she got her shades. And, you know, since you put it off the shades, let's talk about this fashionista side that you have. Oh, my God. I just love looking at all your pictures and events. And when you dress up to do something, you go all out. Some kind of floral hat piece. Yes, I'm a member of the Red Hat Society. Okay. Hello, Hello, Hey, Hello, Red Hat Society. Yes, girl. You wow. know, over 50 girls. Yeah. So, have you always what? been like a fashionista? Over 50 girls. 57. Where? <laughs> wow. Again, wow. yes. <laughs> she said over 50 girls. And we was like, yeah. <laughs> she's my age. Like, 
Yes, fifty-seven. That's yeah, girl. We cool. no, we don't see that nowhere at all. Okay, that's as happy. That's as happy. Yes, it makes you look good. You know, you look as good as you feel. Yeah, I gotta give my mom and dad some props. Yeah, genetics. They have that. Just a little bit. Genetics definitely got something to do with it. But um, yeah. Uh, so have you always been like a fashionista, or did some? Did you go into that? Well, when I was able to, you know, finally purchase my own clothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as a kid, you got whatever you get, you get. Right. But I mean, I love dressing up for me. You know, people always say, "Oh, they just do that for guys to get a town." Like, no, I'm like, shoot, I get dressed up sometimes and don't even go nowhere. But like, hey, yes. <laughs> You know, but no, it, it's just, it's that's just right. one of those things. I think most women just, it just comes natural. Yeah. But I love dressing up in costumes. So I, uh, before the pandemic, hopefully it'll be coming back soon. I love to go read to the kids at KB, KB Kids with the B&G Dream Builders. Okay. So I volunteer and go read to the kids at the daycare. And baby, sometimes the book has to match my, I, have to get, I get the costume first, then I got to find a book to go my costume. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I love that. That is <laughs> Not the costume books, just I just read when the pandemic started. I started reading books and recording them and putting them on YouTube since I couldn't go see the kids. Okay, that's nice. I did roll off with the fish hat on. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and I did some people from home, like, oh, I love it. I'm going to show it to my grandkids. And I was like, oh, please do. So, shout out once again to the Hope Coach. She says, This energy giving me life today. Thank <laughs> you so much. I understand. <laughs> Presentation is everything. I so love her. Oh, you give so much love. And then the Hope Coach again, something about women who empower women. Black girls. Yes. Stunner power. Woo, I yes. like that. Yes. yes. Because, you know, one thing that I, I feel that we sometimes forget, nobody really can relate to us like us. Thank like, you. we know. Just just hearing about you being the only woman in a, in a room, the only black in a room, we already know what that feels like. Yeah. So you don't even have to go into depth. We, we're already like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So we have to uplift each other. We have to encourage and empower and recognize and love on each other. It means so much to me when a black woman compliment me on anything, more so than anybody else complimenting me. Yes. It does. Because, you know, it's really, they really mean it. They really mean, mean it. They don't prompt for me. Any compliment, I mean, from what you're saying about my career to, you know, you look cute, all of that means so much more coming from my sisters. Yeah, because Believe we that. know, I appreciate it. I appreciate we know everything. It. Like, we know each other's struggle because yeah. we, we are a reflection of each other. And I hope that we, you know, can continue to uplift and empower each other, seeing that we have the first black uh, vice president. Yes. And I hope that once we have the first black female president, we all can start to be more supportive of each other. You see the Prince outfit? I so wish I would have pulled it up so I could put it on the screen. Because listen, you guys, it is amazing. She really went all out for the Prince outfit. That was Oh, my gosh. I want to thank you so much for being with us today. What any other, any last words that you would like to leave to people who may want to... Maybe not necessarily a career at NASA, but a trailblazing career. Well, I was very fortunate because my job, my career chose me. So I can't say that I went and looked for it and found it by reading something or knowing about it. Uh, when you go in the Air Force, you take a test and they put you in a field that fits your test scores. Okay. And so aerospace physiology is what they put me in. So it chose me. I was just fortunate enough to get that amazing job. 
But uh, make sure for kids, or those of you who have kids or deal with kids, make sure that you let them know it's okay to, to go um, and love science, like you already kind of alluded to earlier, science, technology, engineering, math, all of that. It's nothing wrong with being smart. Like I said, as Lisa already mentioned, egg can be cute at the same time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and don't be afraid to raise your hand. I was that kid. I raised oh, my hand all the time. Yeah. I, didn't care, like, I didn't care what the other kids said. The teachers out there, keep doing what you do because I'm that one. I know it's the cliche thing. I'm that one that y'all got through to. If it wasn't for my teachers, I really don't know if I would have made it through after my mom died. Wow. Mrs. Jennings. Love her. She's still in Moss Point in my hometown. Wow. She, I was like depressed. I already know I was at of seven. Course, I stopped yeah. talking. I was yeah. like, you know, love school. She saw that in me and she pulled me back out of it. I started loving school again and doing good and good grades and all that because of her. Wow. And then when I reached my senior year, I kind of fell into that funk again because I didn't know what I was going to do. Right. Mrs. Shirley Owens, she's passed on. She made me feel like I could do anything. Wow. These are both sisters. Wow. Made me feel like it doesn't matter what you do. You're going to be amazing. And she did. I'm sure she did this with other children. But she made me feel like, girl, throw them shoulders back a little yes. bit. Every time I talked to her, be in her presence, she was so amazing. So teachers, you have more effect on us than you think. Not just book-wise, but you're like another mother. You're, yes. you're one of the people we look up to. And just those moments with Mrs. Jennings in the second grade, like I said, when I, my mom died, she hugged on me because I was like pretty much grown at home now because I'm yeah. older than all the other kids. Yeah. I wasn't getting no, no attention as far as love and hugs and treat like a little kid. She went out her way to do that. Wow. As a teacher. She didn't have to. She didn't have to. Oh, wow. She, she did. But that, that changed my whole path because I definitely probably would have been a statistic if she didn't see that in me and pull me back. Yeah. Pull me back up. Oh. So. That Take care of my babies. Take care of my babies. Yes. Shout out to the teachers. Yes. That made teachers. me remember one of my teachers, Miss Duncan. Now she wasn't a sister, mm -hmm. but she was a jazzy white woman. <laughs> and when I say jazzy, she was so jazzy. I went to school to see what she was gonna have on. Okay. <laughs> Her wardrobe was always top yes. notch. And it just fits so well. And I just used to watch her and say, that is going to be me. And I will never forget when we had a five, this is like a turning point in my life because I always been so girly and I was in the third grade. I always been so girly and I used to try to be like the boys because I got teased for being so prissy. Mm -hmm. But I will never forget. We had a five grill. She said, line up kids, line up. She went and changed her shoes. And put on her rain boots. And I was like, it's wow. okay to be Chrissy. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be a girl. She literally changed my life in that moment. That's awesome. When I saw her do that, I was good. like, okay. <laughs> I'm okay now. All kids always watching. Yes, always, always watch. So shout out to the teachers. Yes, I love that so much. Such a powerful. Hey, Hope Coach. The Hope Coach, again, mm -hmm. such a powerful message. Don't be afraid to be smart. Ask questions. Be bold. That's it. Love this. Keep going. You are what the world needs. We encourage you are the game changer. What Thank a journey. Yes. And that is, you know, that's big. That's so big, but it's so true. It is so true. That's mm -hmm. why I'm so happy to have you on the show Thank today. Um, thank you so much for accepting our invitation. And hopefully you will come back in October and talk about this book that is yes. going to be out. Even the children's book, we want to know about that as well. Um, thank you guys so much for hanging with us. Shout out to our sponsors because I only played one commercial. I'm so sorry, you guys. I was so into this interview. I was so into this interview. 
you know, accept my apologies. And for the people that watch the show, we didn't get to the top five fails or the top five ones of the week. I'm going to just do that as a supplement this week because I had such a good time talking to our special guest. But we're going to put it out there. No worries. Okay. (laughs) We're going to leave you with a word from one of our sponsors. You guys, thank you so much for being with us. And we will see you next week. Hey, it's your girl, Lisa Denae, and I want to tell you about a product that has changed my life, Rain Premium Sanitary Napkins. Rain products are infused with a Nobel Prize winning material called graphene. It's the graphene strip that provides the various health benefits that can improve your quality of life during that time of the month. Listen, I've been very loyal to a certain brand of feminine products, but I've never experienced the results I get with Rain products. The difference is in the graphene strip. Using Rain products has totally eliminated the painful cramps I experience, and it can also help balance your body's pH, eliminate harmful bacteria, and help fight fatigue. Graphene moves heat away from your core to keep you cool and comfortable. Ladies, it's time to upgrade your feminine care with products that not only offer protection, but also improve your health and wellness. Place your order today and receive your premium sanitary napkins delivered directly to your door. Visit www.drfcare.com to make your purchase today. And don't forget to mention that your girl Lisa Denae and Stunner Radio sent you. Thank you.